First and foremost, man, we got to say uh, rest in peace to John Madden. You know, former Raiders coach, former broadcaster, him and Pat Summerall used to... That was the sound of football. You know what I mean? And we're not even going to... I don't even... I, I shouldn't even have to tell the new generation what he meant to football in general because he has one of the biggest, if not the biggest video game franchise of all time. I mean, he stands the test of time with Mario, uh, Sonic, any of these uh, franchise video games that came out late 80s, early 90s. He's been here since the early 90s. Since what, Mad 92, 92, 93? Quick story, man. Um, I remember I was at my cousin's house, my cousin Davon, and we was, uh, I was, what, 12, maybe? Somewhere between 11 and 13. I, I would say somewhere, um, no, it could have been anywhere between 10 and 12. Let's just be safe with that one, 10 and 12. Playing Madden, right? And um, I remember I was in the Super Bowl. I played a whole season that day. And I remember I made it to the Super Bowl with my Raiders. And uh, it was up against Green Bay. And I remember I remember I was winning the game. I was winning the game. And I want to say I came up on either halftime or was somewhere around the third quarter. I knew I was going to win that game. And, and it wasn't one of those things where I was cheating, where I made it easy for me. No, I think I played it on regular. I mean, I'm not even sure if All Madden was a thing back then. If it was, I'm pretty sure I wasn't on All Madden then. I wasn't on All Madden until PlayStation came along. And I remember I'm playing against Green Bay, and I'm winning. And he jokingly playing around and stuff like that, you know, because I'm, I'm to myself at this point. I'm not even playing with, you know, it was me, my cousin, my younger brother, and my younger cousin, you know, so we just ripping and running and stuff like that. I'm not going to tell on my parents. <laughs> I'm not going to tell on them. But we were definitely uh, in a house wreaking havoc, eating snacks, playing video games, playing with action figures, hide and go seek, all that kind of shit that, that boys was doing and stuff like that. He turned off the game. He turned off the game. I never got to, and you, if you, re, you know, this was Super Nintendo. This was the Super Nintendo era, and yeah, there was no saving that information right there, buddy. There was no saving that information right there, or at least it wasn't saved because he hit the reset button. When I tell you to this day, man, I am 39 years old, just had a birthday. When I tell you, I never forgot that. I was so heated. I was heated or whatever. But, you know, that was, you know, that was, um, that was the journey of my John Madden video game playing days all the way up until the adult there it's very rare that I didn't buy a Madden video I think I I did I think I didn't buy one out of all of the Madden video games there was only one Madden video game that I didn't buy that was the one with was that last year version with uh Lamar Jackson on the cover <sighs> yeah and that's only because I didn't get a PS5 I haven't played video games in so long. I mean, my, we just got my daughter uh, a Nintendo, um, what you call it? Uh, I can't even think of it, the damn thing. You can tell I'm getting old now. The way I'm talking and shit, forgetting shit. But 
yo, I haven't played my PS4. And my rule is I'm not going to play my I'm not going to play my PS4 or anything. You know, I'm not going to play any. I ain't going to say I'm not going to play any video games. Cause I'm going to play my daughter's video games, but I'm not going to play a, no PS4s or no Xbox games until I get my own PS5. And I'm going to keep it at that. But um, no, I'm a huge Madden video game fan. Huge. Even through all the complaints and things like that, that's whatever. I'm still going to buy the game. You know what I mean? John Madden, the broadcaster, undefeated. You know, he has some of the classic football uh, sounds. You know, boom. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> tough act. You know, he, he had the commercials. Tough acting to acting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, boom, boink. Like, he did that. He did that, man. And he was, obviously, he was one of our, he was one of our head coaches back in the day. And, yo, John Madden was just, yo, if football was a person, it might be John Madden. It literally might be John Madden. You know what I mean? John Madden, from my knowledge, has never been in any type of um, negative talks or anything like that. You know how you could just, and, and nowadays, because of the cancel culture, things will come up. But, you know, John Madden has never been talked about in a negative way at all. You know, um, he passed away at 85 today. Uh, I guess you could say he lived a good life. Um, yeah, that, that one hit hard. So 2021 is going out with a bang. 2021 is going out with a bang. But um, may he rest in peace, man. And I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I'm not going to say I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. But we assume because him getting older in age that he, the, the older he got, the more he, we assume that he drifted away from being involved with the video game. And honestly, we don't know how much he was involved uh, in the video games, period. We just don't know. You know, we want to assume that he had a lot of input or some input, but we just don't know. We just don't know. But hopefully that, you know, we can keep the franchise going. This man has dominated, not only dominated the sports, not only dominated football, but dominated the video game era in general. This man has started out from, you know, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, all the way to Xbox um, and, 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 and PlayStation. Like, crazy. So you got to give him a shout-out, man. And like I said, he did his thing with the Raiders, you know, prior to me being born and things like that. So shout-out to, shout to John Madden, man. Uh, may he rest in peace and may his legacy live on like he's like his been living on, you know. Speaking of the Raiders, though, I did a turnaround trip in Vegas. Shout out to my boy, Will. Came up on some Raider tickets. And um, at, that was my first time. Hear me out when I say that. That was my first time actually seeing the Raiders at a, at a home game. So I seen them play it against, you know, in, a, in away games. But that was my first time going to see the Raiders Um at, you know, a home game and in a new stadium. New stadium is phenomenal. Now, I didn't get to peep out everything. I got glimpses and pieces of it. So next year, we've already agreed that me and the fellas, we definitely up in there. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be on this. And, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm, 
we we LA kids, so we know we're gonna be in we're gonna be in SoFi and we're gonna be in a Raiders Stadium as well. Um and we also gotta visit Jerry's World, which is the those last three is the is the the new the three newest stadiums, you know, Jerry's World, SoFi, and the Raiders joint, right? So uh yeah, so we I went we went to go see the um the Raiders take on the Broncos. Very important game. And I gotta say this, even with it to be a rival, rivalry game. Um, I gotta I gotta show some type of respect to the Broncos because they started out terrible this uh early on in the season. And lo and behold, they you know, here and there they were winning games to the point where we're both having the same record coming into this game, seven to seven. Very important um game because it's playoff implications in there, you know. And on the side note, I still don't know how Baltimore was ahead of us. And then by by Miami beating the Saints, they bumped Baltimore out of one of the possible out of the wild card spots. And I'm like, we 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 beat both of those teams. We beat Miami and we beat Baltimore. Yet and still, we're a game behind out of that spot. Um, but again, that's no we can't blame anybody but ourselves for being in that position because there was games that we were supposed to win going back to Chicago game, you know, going back to now that I look at it. I mean, if you look at it now, Cincinnati is a good team, but we supposed to win that Cincinnati game. You know, there were there were games that we were supposed to win. We're we're supposed to at least have two, maybe three W's right now. Extra, you know what I mean? To where we're 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 still in it's you know, we should be we we should be butt, butting heads with Kansas City right now, but we're not. And not saying that we would end up winning the division, you know, because Kansas City started off slow too, and they're they're on fire right now. Um and the Chargers is it's like they're a great team, but they play bad at times. So they're like kind of like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde right now. You know what I mean? And they beat us. They beat us by two touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken, when we came to L.A. to play them. And now they're going to play us in Vegas. And we got an upcoming game against the Colts. Now, um, you know, their starting quarterback is in COVID protocol, so he might not even play against us. Sunday, but they're still favored by five points. So, but that's a huge game. Jonathan Taylor is my MVP. They got the best, to me, they got the best player in the game right now. Jonathan Taylor is the best player in the game right now. Not just the best running back, but the best player in the game right now. He should be winning MVP. I don't even think anybody should be close to him. Nobody should be close to him. Um... We got to win against the Colts. We got honestly, we got to win out to to stand a chance. You know what I mean? If we lose one of the last three games, um, it could be over. It could be over. But to tell you about the experience, the experience was dope. You know, it was a little chilly out there in Vegas, but you know where we was at and inside the stadium, it was pretty warm. I know once you got down to the lower level, you can start feeling some of that cold, that coldness. But outside of that, it was good. Let me tell you this, though. Now, I've I've been to a Raiders-Chargers game in San Diego. And I can honestly tell you, shit, a Charger fan can tell you that um, it was like a 60-40 split. And 60% of the stadium belonged to Raiders. 
because California is a Raider state. Los Angeles is a Raider city. Oakland is a Raider city. And now Vegas is a Raider city. You got Raiders everywhere. That's why I love about my fan base is that them niggas can be crazy. They could be loony. But every Sunday, Thursday or Monday night, it could be Halloween up in that bitch. You could dress in anything in black, white, silver, black, and white, and it could be complete, uh, considered normal. I had on my Michael Myers hoodie with the Raiders uh, shield around it. So a lot of people prior to that week assumed that it was a Raiders hoodie. And I'm like, well, it is because it said Baylorism instead of saying Raiders. And it had Michael Myers' face instead of the, uh, the logo, the Raiders logo. So I'm like, no, 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 don't get me wrong. It says Baylorism and it has Michael Myers' face, but this is a Raiders hoodie. You know what I mean? Because anything silver, black, and white is considered normal. 12 Cal, if you listen to this, I'm letting you know, man. You should know this. As a Raider, I'm telling you as a, a, a long time, I was born a Raiders fan. I was born into this. Um... We could wear anything with those colors, and that shit's considered normal. So it's like you being crazy and going to the crazy house, everybody is normal. And that's what it is, man. And this is, and this is the beautiful thing about it, because I've seen this happen at the San Diego Stadia, Stadium, but never before, and I've never been to a home game before. So this is my first home game. All you have to do is, I swear to God, all you have to do is this. It could be... It could be extremely quiet in there. They can ask for a moment of silence. Everybody goes silence. If somebody goes, Raiders, the whole stadium goes off. Not only that, when we in the hallway before and after the game, all you heard was, you know, people talking, walking, things like that. And then somebody randomly will go, Raiders, and then the whole hallway, it'll echo throughout the whole hallway. It's a beautiful thing, man. Now, look, I haven't been to uh, too many other home games for other teams, so I don't know how they go about saying, like, I don't know if people be in the hallway saying bangos or, you know what I'm saying? I know I know the Jets got the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Maybe they do that. But I can understand if you're not a Raiders fan, that shit can be annoying as fuck. But to me, it's music to my ears. You know what I'm saying? Especially since we won the game, right? So we won the game against the Broncos, it was a horrible display of offense we did, especially like, I mean, throughout the game. We had some good spurts. We had some good drives. But, bro, we, we fumbled the rock. We fumbled the rock a lot, including Derek Carr. And he threw a pick six, or damn near a pick six. The lineman got tackled on the one-yard line, but they scored on the very next play. Um, Carr just being careless or not understanding how fucking athletic these goddamn defensive linemen are now because there was another game that I was watching where a de defensive lineman, I think it was a, the Cowboys game against Washington. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the uh, linemen, uh, yeah, one of the linemen caught an interception and took it to the crib. You know what I mean? So it's like, these motherfuckers are athletic. And it was a screen pass. And the nigga picked off the screen pass and uh, got tackled at the one-yard line. Uh, we ended up winning the game by four. I want to say, so what, it was 17 to 13, I want to say? Yeah. And, yeah, so I got to see him live in action. We didn't have Waller. 
or anything like that. Let me tell you the opening ceremony before the game. Oh, man, that shit was everything. I've recorded some of it. I didn't record all of it. But, you know, I and, uh, again, I know a lot of teams do this. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen it with my Lakers, you know. Uh, but the way the, the, the opening the opening ceremony and, and uh, trailer for the Raiders before they come out, that shit is phenomenal. And sometimes, like, throughout the... Throughout the game, like timeouts or something like that, halftime, the lights will get, the lights will go like dim or whatever. And you could tell, even though it's daytime, you inside that dome and they have a huge ass window on the, that would be the north side of the stadium, if I'm not mistaken. On the north side of the stadium, it's this big ass window, kind of similar to like where the Colts play. Um, and they had a big ass window or have a big ass window. I don't know if it was the Colts or Detroit that had a stadium or that had a, a dome that they have a, a window and you got, you could see the city behind it. Uh, same thing with the Raiders. You can see the strip. You can see cause, cause the Raiders stadiums on the opposite side of the, of the strip. Uh, the freeway divides the Raiders stadium and the, uh, hotels. And so, but you can see it. You can see, you can see the, um, the strip or the hotels from that from the stadium if you're sitting on the south side and then on the south side you got the big ass tron or whatever and then there's two other tvs in the corner on the north side on the side of the window there's a stage where people perform shout out to Dion warwick okay so raiders who was in the meeting saying you know what i i got Dion warwick number you you think we should have her perform like who comes up with this and shout out to her because now I get to say I got a part of history. I'm not me and my boy Will. We had three kids with us, and all the rest of the people inside the stadium at the time witnessed Dion Warwick and Montel Jordan perform in the same day. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Um, no, nah, but it was dope, man. It was dope, man. So my my bucket list is to get to the Players Club, which is. The north side of the end zone at the bottom behind the goalposts. I got to get there because if I'm not mistaken, there's a bar and like like I think I think it's like a little mini casino and shit like that. Like I got I got to do that. I have to man. That's mandatory. So that's on the bucket list as well. But yeah, we came out with the W. Um, and now we're on the fight for that wild that I want to say that last wild card spot. And it's gonna it's gonna be between uh, the Raiders, Miami Dolphins, um, and basically, you know, I think you might throw the Patriots up in there. There's a lot of teams jockeying for that, you know what I mean? And so, I'm not sure how it's gonna end up. I just know everybody's best bet to get that spot is to win out, and that's where we're at with it. That's where we're at with it. But I had a ball. Um, it was fun. It was it was a dream come true. I can now put that under my, you know, my sports event. So I actually got a Raiders game in this season. I got a Lakers game in this season. Um, we tried to do UCLA UCLA bowl game against uh, North Carolina State got canceled because of COVID. Uh, the basketball program been canceled. So, well, shout out to my boy Will. He actually was at the uh, UCLA versus Gonzaga game, and that's where we got smacked, you know. But, you know, UCLA program, basketball and football program, is basically postponed until further notice 
So I'm not able to get a UCLA. You know, I, and I could have went to some earlier games, but um, I didn't. So here we are. You know, I could I could have pulled a hat trick and got them all. I did go to an SC game though. I went to the SC football game where they got smacked by Stanford, and that was fun because I wore my Troy Aikman jersey, took a video in the picture with a Stanford uh, <laughs> with a Stanford uh, fan. And I think we played Stanford. If we didn't play Stanford the next week, it was the week after or something like that. Um, so that was fun. So that was fun. So I got an SC game in. I got an SC game in, Laker game in, and a Raider game in. But I'm a UCLA fan, though, so don't forget that. Don't forget that at all. But that was dope. Uh, speaking of my Lakers, man, they failed us on Christmas. They did. They definitely they definitely failed us on uh, Christmas. And I don't know. You know, it's it's definitely going to be some moves to be made with that. And I haven't really, I ain't going to say I haven't really been focused on it. I've been really disappointed in them. There's shit out there. Seven cans of shark shit. Do I give up on them? Nah, not at all. But it is irritating because it's like the there's so many blames going around when shit can be fixed. You know what I mean? I can honestly tell you that that Christmas game, that was on Vogel. That was on Vogel. But I'm not about to be one of those. I'm definitely not about to side with the haters, but I'm definitely going to point my finger at Vogel this game, but not for a lot of games. Like you could, There's some games that you could blame Vogel. Um, there's some games that you could blame Braun, AD, Russ, the whole nine. You know what I mean? Everybody takes their portion of blame when it comes to certain games. But I think it does come down to micromanaging and figuring out which lineups to roll with at certain points. You know what I mean? Because there was a certain point where, um, you know, especially that San Antonio game where we was just, where we were rolling. You know what I'm saying? We made a, a, a hell of a comeback. I'm talking about a hell of a comeback. And he switched the lineups. You always got to roll with the hot hand. You know what I'm saying? But I, I understand being a, being a head coach, I've never, I've, I've never been in that position, you know what I'm saying? Because these coaches are coaching personalities that these niggas is going to the Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? But you are a coach, so there's no excuse. You got to roll what you can roll with, you know what I mean? We already know the infamous story with Scotty. Scotty decided he was going to sit down because he wasn't going to get the shot. They didn't draw the shot up for him. They was going to give it to Kukos. Kukos knocked that shit down. He was sour. At the end of the day, though, you got the W. So what are you mad at? That you didn't get your time to shine? You Not knowing the outcome? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it is what it is. I think we can get it together. Um, but I do think I'm more concerned about the future than I am about the present. Because I think after this season is over, it's going to be a lot of furniture moving. A lot of big furniture. You know what I mean? And... We got to figure out, and the only reason why I'm saying I'm more concerned about the future, about the furniture that we're going to be moving, because when you look around, I mean, now if you look at the history, we've already repeated what we've done with the history is that we reload, you know what I mean? Which means we don't look, we don't necessarily look towards the draft to reload. You know, we actually look to see who wants to come here and play, that who's already been established in the league. So the thing is, when you look around, there's not many. I swear to God, there's not a lot of players where I'm like. And when I say not a lot of players, I understand the Currys and the KDs of the world might sit put. You know what I mean? And they might even, even if they were available, they might shy away from that Lakers. Because it's a lot of, 
believe it or not, some of these players, and uh, honestly, I got inside info about this, and it's just with certain players, not with a lot, but certain players have said, you know, they want to build their own legacy outside of L.A. That's why you've seen some go to the Clippers because the Clippers don't have much. They got some, but not as much, and really not as much as the Lakers. So I can see that being a thing with, you know, a lot of people, but it also it's, it's also a lot of pressure. They expect that when you come here, we win. You know what I mean? It's a winning thing. It's not building or anything like that. We're not looking to build. Because when you start to build, now you're rolling the dice to see who's going to want to stay here when it's time to get paid. No, I'd rather get a cat that got, you know, maybe, you know, a year or two, maybe even three years left on this contract because that's a window where I want to win the championship. You win one championship within three years, that's solid to me. One championship within two years, that's solid to me. The expectations change depending on your level of stardom. With LeBron, we expect a two-peat. We expect two out of four. You know what I mean? But we kind of we kind of understand because of his age as well. That's why I say this 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 time, I mean, well, this time. The end of this season will will tell a lot. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Bro, I, I don't know about some of these Laker fans, bro, that I be seeing online. I really don't know. I don't be checking the background of these niggas. I don't know if they just for the ride until the shit falls off and then they want to go to another team and things like that. But you can't sit up there and praise Palinka. You can't sit up here and praise Rob Palinka and then try to scold him when his shit is not working out. He goes out there and get all the pieces that he can get. Now, maybe there was a couple of pieces that we wanted that we didn't get, right? And I can get that. Are they still available? Maybe. But there should be no... When, when I say there should be no excuse, name-wise. Now, that's on Vogel to get this shit together. And I see he's been juggling and fumbling and trying to figure this shit out with this lineup since game one. You know what I mean? So... And maybe it's just him trying to avoid a lot of ego bruising, but he's going to have to. He's going to if he's going to have to move players to certain positions, play certain positions, to the bench, not to the bench, playing off the ball, playing on the ball, then you got to do so because the fans are fed up. You can't have these type of names and not produce. You can't. Even back in 04 when we had a couple of older cats on our teams. It was still one of those that we expect to win. And we depended on one of them old cats, but he got injured. So all I'm saying is I I do I do see that there is a, a change that's needed. You know what I mean? But it needs to happen when it's time to make that change. And then after that, you still got to put it together. I'm confident that we get to the playoffs healthy, then I'm okay. Let's line it up with anybody. I figure we'll struggle with uh, with Golden State. Why? Because they got two of the best shooters in the world. One being for sure the best shooter of all time, the other one coming back. And by the time playoffs rolls around, he'll get his legs back. Legs meaning his confidence as well. So Clay will be fine. And even then, they really, honestly, I ain't going to say they, they don't need him. But at this point, bringing him back, that's just extra, 
extra icing that's that's already on the cake that they built. They got some niggas over there. They got some cats. Now we gotta see those same type of cats perform in the playoffs. Cause we're assuming that they're on all cylinders right now that is going to translate over into the playoffs. We gotta see. We gotta see. I wouldn't doubt it. You know what I'm saying? Them cats is playing, and nobody in the league is scared of anybody. There's no, there's no juggernaut. If any team that we need to be worried about is probably Golden State. That's about it. That's probably the only one because they have one of the most dangerous lethal shooters that when he gets hot, it's over. This nigga is shooting from the other free throw line. Outside of that, there's no team out there that niggas is afraid of. Nobody. Not even, not even Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie will be coming back. But we'll see. And Brooklyn has been playing phenomenal while he was going. They started out a little ugly, just like us early on, but they seem to be figuring it out. James Harden is coming into his own. But even with that, I'm not even sure if Catch is really scared or scared of Brooklyn like that. You know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see. We still got time. Second half of the season will be coming up for basketball. Uh, football, like I said, is unfolding right now. The playoffs is on the way. And I'm not sure what they're going to do with college football and college basketball right now. That's crazy. Um, everybody stay safe out there. Mask up. Get vaxxed. If you're not going to get vaxxed, then please stay out the way as much as you can. And let's continue to live so I can go to more of these sporting events. Because I definitely will be in somebody's house Airbnb and being it up. Because I'm going to Rupp Arena in the future. I'm going to Madison Square Garden in the, in the, in the future. I'm going to these historical places uh, so I could add it to my bucket list. But shout out to my boy Will for coming through with that late. I'm not late, but that shit was right on time because it was it was a Christmas slash birthday present um, that took place a day after Christmas. And I love it. You know what I'm saying? I will always remember that. So shout out with that one and shout out to my Raiders. It was an ugly win, but I'll take it. Let's get another ugly win and another ugly win after that. <laughs> All right, man. Overrun with BTG. I holla at y'all. Oh, rest in peace to John Madden.